0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Right here. (laughs) Ladies,
1: right here. (laughs) here. Rob loves it. Freaking out, guys.
2: Freaking out. (laughs) Um,
0: This is Media Week Podcast. Sorry, James, if I could just interrupt (laughs) for a second.
1: Um, I don't think it would be the Media Week Podcast without this. just need the sound of lorikeets. Oh, stop it. In the background,
0: <laughs>
1: you can't listen to the Media Week podcast and not have the sound of lorikeets in the background, so I'll just keep that <laughs> on standby. Well,
0: as you explained to your listeners this morning, you like the outdoors nearby, don't you? I do, and yeah.
1: that's one of the most reassuring sounds of any Media Week podcast, <laughs> is just the sound of the lorikeets in the background. Do you record them in an aviary, normally?
0: No, we record on a little sort of indoor balcony area. Nice. But... There is around. often a bit of a breeze flapping, or, so we have the louvered windows open. I
1: just love the sound of them. I mean, they're little squawks. It's makes dead me set
0: in the middle of King's Cross, so at least there's still some wildlife gets <laughs> yeah, up there, true. which that's is good. That's very true. That's very mm-hmm. true. There's still a few living things there. <laughs> now, look, as I was trying to say, this is part two of the Rove and Sam podcast. Yeah, right. Very surprised when I checked the date. It was actually six months ago we started this.
1: And that was, was that end of week one?
0: Yes. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I think, I think it was, it was like a our, our Friday, Friday, Friday morning at the end of week one. Yeah, That's right. Terrifying. Time yeah.
2: has gone so fast. Mm.
0: Mm. How do we look? It was. Uh, <laughs> well, I can actually. It was six months almost to the day, so it was mid-November. Would, would that have been week one? That yeah.
1: that was, is exactly right. Yes, indeed. So here we are.
0: So now, as a bit of research, which I, oh, I never. Do regular either. listeners won't be surprised. I don't often do, but I <laughs> I listened back to part one, so oh wh- boy, just to refresh our memory. Where do we, where do memory, we end up? Well, I'll recap what we did. We okay. explored your radio partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rove tried not to be patronizing. What? <laughs> that
1: does, not sound, not, like that not, does sure. not sound like me. That does not sound like me. Of course I didn't, James. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Rove, I'm, so I'm not
0: sure, but it's probably worth listening to find out what that actually means. <laughs> Sam said she got nervous during interviews. Yes. Oh, yeah. Initially, yep. Yep. I uh, will get to that if you've overcome that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, end of we the thing. We talked thing. about cynicism about their program. Again, I'm not sure what I'm that refers that's, to I'm but...
1: guessing uh was that probably your the, the choice of you. I think that's that yeah, if I remember it's like uh Sam just getting the job because she was the bachelorette. That was probably a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. And me saying no, that was it was because she was Sam. How we, we found her is, yeah, is that's right. sort of irrelevant.
0: Yeah, well, the two are connected, I guess, though, well, aren't
1: they? I don't put words in my
0: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, ratings. Uh, well, I that, have, that wi- hasn't
1: changed, <laughs> so that's an easy one. We can tick that off the list. <laughs> well, it's good we've
0: got that out of the way out of the way. Early. Right,
1: that's it. We don't have to go over that again.
0: <laughs> no, I had ratings dash I have worried too much about numbers. or well, maybe it's I haven't. Because I think you said, I've never worried too much about numbers.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that was me. And that was, I think, one of the points I made um, was, uh, which is interesting because this came up again with the whole Logie's rubbish over Waleed and Carrie's nomination and, and whether people wanted to make it about race uh, or the fact that, well, the project only gets this many viewers and so how come, you know, they're up for gold? When my response, well, even now, I would say, well, even if, you only have half the viewers of everyone else. If those viewers love you passionately and they vote for the Logies, then guess what? You get in over a show that races races twice as high. But I think the point I made at the time was I won more Logies with less ratings than I did in years past when maybe we were more at a more creative peak with higher numbers. So that was just one of those things that it
0: is what it is. We'll get to Logies also in a minute too, but, um, Okay, and nom- where were we? now? Rove's radio deal. Now I I tried to prod a bit on that, but I don't actually think I've got much out about it. I can't. But we did. No. But we did cover you. it. You told us as much as.
1: Yeah. You probably um, told us more than you should have. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, and I'm signed. We got a bit out um, of it. Yeah. And you know. I know on paper I'm here for a certain amount of time, but we'll see what the future holds. We yeah. all know how that works.
0: No, go easy with this one. We talked about your former EP, Timmy Dunlop, who I have seen quite a lot in the he's last few here. days. He's still And he's, who I actually, I think out. he worked with you on the weekend yes, or on he, Monday.
1: he was, he was there. Uh, help, he helped wrangling uh, with the Logies. So we have a thing called Prep Air, which has come about because we've had some great people who are working in the building, and then we want to keep them around, <laughs> but they're moving on to other things. So there's, there's been this. It's a great initiative that's been created. It's a support network for shows like us. So first thing in the morning, there's like a website that kind of puts up a whole lot of stories and, and um, uh, news pieces and uh, YouTube clips or whatever for for people basically to do a lot of the heavy lifting for for content. So we're not all just trawling the same news.com.au website, for example. And uh, there was only one member of staff. And it's also there as a training ground for because we've had a, we've had a huge influx of new staff across the network. So it's to try to help. Even uh, sometimes they'll come in and sit in with some of our uh, younger staff members. Uh, just even just to teach them, you know, this is how you answer the phone. This is how you get the best out of a caller. So when they get to where they don't say, well, my story is last Tuesday when I was at, well, it wasn't last Tuesday, it was the Tuesday before <laughs> yeah. that, because I was at Nan's the week before. She's not very well at the moment. Like they get straight to the story. And so we had one member of staff and it had worked well. And so they're looking at expanding it. And, um, yeah, Tim was offered the job due to his experience and he took it, um, which is good for him. Um, and we've got a great team and Alex Spurway had, uh, who had been sitting in uh, while Tim was on a break anyway, just a much needed holiday. And so it just kind of made sense that he could take that job and uh, strengthen that team. And we still had Alex strengthening ours. So it's all worked out well, thank goodness.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that was sort of what we did in the first podcast. <laughs> we also talked a little bit about pro- program strategy. And that'll sort of lead me into part two, sure. but I'll preface that by saying I was very impressed with your grilling of mm-hmm. the My Kitchen Rules winners, oh, um, and it yes. made me think: look, I should toughen up a little bit. Okay, <laughs> that was hilarious. So that here, was fun. here were you guys really turning the blowtorch on uh, reality TV, <laughs> and and you've got a person who runs production company. Mm-hmm. You've got a person who's been behind the scenes on two very successful reality TV shows, and you were really getting into the nitty-gritty, weren't you?
1: Well, I think we both had the same idea, Sam, that the average viewer, the average listener, they know how it works.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and and I think because some of the My Kitchen Rules contestants, they would come on and talk to us uh, as if the show's live, and we're like, guys... I think we're all in the same boat. We're mm. not that stupid, um, you know, so we just thought we'd have a bit of fun with it, you know, because obviously when you're doing, uh, well, not obviously, actually, uh, when you're doing the PR rounds, um, talking to radio stations, you've got a publicist there going, you know, the cut cut the throat thing when they're talking too much, um, you know, and it's something that both Rove and I, you know, we know what actually happens. So we sort of uh, decided to have a bit of fun with that.
1: And also, I think just a, a genuinely inquisitive question about... Yeah. You know, if it's already been shot, how do they keep it quiet for such a huge show? Do you and You have two and, endings. Yeah, and it, that's one of the ways that they could do that.
2: And they're like, oh no, it's live. Ah. <laughs> well, that was a great part about that that
0: whole two endings thing when they admitted they didn't know who had won. And yes. you're sort of going, "What?" Yeah, and that that's when you go, you have, you
1: have not thought this through. <laughs> we find out at the same time as you. Well then wait a minute, that means you've shot two endings and they just went, "Oh, that one." <laughs> so, um yeah, and then uh, you know, then that ma- that makes me very intrigued to go, "Okay, well then if the decisions are already made, does that mean you have shot an ending where you're told your food wasn't good mm. and do you know in reality where the The honest outcome is.
2: Yeah. What is the honest outcome? Mm. But it's like,
1: and and then we had a discussion afterwards where I said, it's not like you shot an alternate ending to The Bachelorette where Sam said to Sasha, it's not you, it's it's the soccer idiot. (laughs) And dear soccer idiot, I love you. You didn't do that. No. You just kind of keep it under wraps and shoot Mm. it in another country.
2: And Rove even asked to uh, speak to the publicist. He's like, is your publicist? That's (laughs) right. (laughs) Can you put her on the phone? It was very Uh, funny. Never mind
1: that. Did you hear. Frosty here grilled the the premier.
2: Oh my bad. No, I, <laughs> I, I missed little. that one. Oh, oh a little bit fired God. up. Okay. Yeah. That was fun.
1: She went to town on him. So, wow. if you want to talk you want to talk confidence yes. in her interviews. So there.
0: That's a great example. <laughs> there here.
1: you
0: go. Okay, so taking my lead from you guys mm-hmm. has as I listen to your program, you listen for enjoyment. I kept thinking, oh, okay, look, focus a bit. What's the story here for me out of this? Have you changed your strategy a little bit? You said, look, your ratings probably haven't bumped like you'd hoped they might have initially. Um, Have you changed? Some days I listen and I think maybe the show's just targeting a little bit older. Other days I think maybe not so much. Where where are you at with that?
1: Um, I think we're still on an even keel for what we hoped to be initially, which was just a a point of difference. And I still think one of our great strengths is – our, our heart and our passion and our empathy, we do just use the informal uh, line of we're a judge-free zone. Um, and so we'd like to think it sort of feels a bit like that and less sort of sensationalised. Um, but at the same time, we've we've found that we can get a caller on who will say something completely outrageous as part <laughs> of one topic and we can take that and turn it into its own subtopic the next day. Um which is which is a, a, a part of the show that we maybe weren't doing before, that we, we've actually learnt that the show can feed itself a little bit. Mm. <clears throat> and we're bringing a bit more comedy in with uh, a few sketches and, and character pieces as well. I think really they're just new elements that we intended to bring in from the early goings anyway. We just had to get the foundation right, which I feel we have a bit more
2: now. Yeah. And I think also, you know, we have our planning meetings in the mornings, and we're talking about different things that are happening in the news, topical uh, stories, and um, the things that we're using in the show are things that uh, create a lot of conversation. So we're, if you know, if I'm fired up about something, or Rob's like, "Oh, I think that's hilarious or interesting," then we're likely to go, "Okay, well, you guys obviously are really passionate about this, and you stand by the story, so we'll put this into the show because that passion and that." Uh, authentic opinion, um, you know, it shows and it shines, I think, and that's when we get the most callers when we're quite honest about um, Mm. how we feel about things.
0: The content seems to me to fall into almost three categories. There's your entertainment stuff, Mm -hmm. which you're obviously really brilliant at. There's the sort of real-life stories, which your listeners relate to, Mm -hmm. and then you're doing some really quite straight stuff. Like this morning, I think there was a medical – we, I can't remember. And the asked them, and uh, would you call it a disease or something? Oh, that was. Uh, yeah, we, we, we oh, have yeah, a section Parkinson's. called. Yeah, we have a, That's a, sec-
1: right. a section called Questions With, um, which I don't even know how it came about, really. But the idea being that we it's someone who has uh, an interesting story to tell, whether it be because of their job, like they're uh, a doctor at uh, an ER room, whether it be because it's. Um, a, a, a story from their life, like they're an ex drug addict, or um, in this case, it was someone who has Parkinson's disease. Oh, sorry, has Parkinson's, yeah, not a disease, <laughs> and that was that was one of the things that came up. And so there's a there's a level to which we want to enlighten and entertain a little bit as well, just to in- inform a little bit. And with sections like that, it's important to go, yeah, that's just something we probably all know about. Mm. Um, but what does it mean exactly to be like that? And if I was to see someone who I think has Parkinson's, what would you like me to do? Is it rude to offer you help? And we've also done it with things like someone who's a porn star yeah, and how they go about their job. and, and But we try to do it in a way that's not sensationalist. Uh, it really is asking what we hope are genuinely inquisitive questions um, in, in an open forum that that seems to, to go down pretty well.
2: Yeah. One of my favourites was when we uh, interviewed a transgender uh, woman. Um, and I think, it, you know, at the time, you know, there was a lot of talk about um, transitioning and I think, you know, the everyday person, like we don't know what, whether to refer to them uh, as what what sex they were beforehand. So it was just really um you know, just making sure that that person that comes into our studio feels as comfortable as possible and knows that we've got the best intentions. Like we're not trying to uh, embarrass them or throw them under the bus or, um, you know, do anything controversial. We're just genuinely trying to find out, um, you know, about them and and how to approach it and what what makes them feel comfortable and, um, yeah, basically just share their story in a really safe place.
0: Mm. Yeah, I remember we did a podcast, um, and. Andrew Mercado and I were talking about transgender and I and I was slipping back going between he and she and, yeah, exactly. and I got yeah. a few and bit of talk- social media saying, oh, come on, you know, and get you talk it right. About, and, so, and that's yeah. and that's
1: one of those things. So now I know that, that the preferred term is trans woman or trans man as opposed to transgender yeah. um, and even the the term transitioning can sometimes be be taken in a way that they don't feel comfortable with. And it's just good for us to have that discussion. And sometimes, like if it was like we had an interview with Caitlyn Jenner and it's one of those um, interviews that beforehand you're all, okay, be sure to say the right yeah,
2: thing. tiptoeing what? around, mm. making sure you don't offend that person and also yeah. offend the audience.
1: So what I love is in those situations, all those discussions that are sometimes had off mic where you say all right before we get started just how would you like like we do all that as part of the discussion because that's what we want the listener to to be educated on as as well and, and hopefully they they connect with that as much as we do but that's something that we hope to bring that is that sort of point of difference and then we do the splashy entertainment stuff with you know your pinks and your will ferrells and your jack blacks and uh, and cameron diaz as much as everybody else does
0: Big news since I was last in here, I guess, is that you're now a national show.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, 7 till 8 p.m. <laughs> that is it. Weeknights, I think. Yes. Uh, a best of program. Mm-hmm. Also played in Sydney too, correct? Yes. Yep.
1: So, um, uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a national show, which is a great thing for us to have as as a calling card, not to just sort of be in one market, as, as important as that market is. Um, but yeah, it came about from, from our podcast, really. We, we had a, and even from day one, re- we had a lot of people who were streaming the show yeah. from, from other parts of the country, but we can't, even part of the, parts of the world actually. And we, we can't really reference them, uh, because we're obviously very dedicated to a, to our Sydney market. So, uh, the, it, it, the realization came, well, look, if there's an audience out there and I guess for myself and for Sam, we both have national profiles, it probably, made sense to do that. So it's nice to sort of be able to take that step and we record original content around what is yeah, essentially a best of that morning's breakfast show like everyone else
0: does. And you're also doing um, some original content, I think, for your podcast intros. Yes. Oh yeah,
2: that's our favourite part. <laughs> it gets longer yeah.
1: and longer every day.
0: <laughs> there was a very long one just with Justin Hamilton. Yes, it was oh, probably yeah. this week. Yes, yeah. well, it was on yesterday. He actually. dropped a few David Bowie references yes, as he's want he loves. to do. Yes, yeah. exactly right. And um, and do you see that as a way of reaching out to, you know, if you can get people to sample podcasts because mm-hmm. I, mean, so I guess one theory is that well, maybe they'll only ever be podcast listeners. But then on the other hand, if they really enjoy it, they can become live radio listeners. Well,
1: I think what happens is uh, we have people who listen to the podcast to get the whole show, but they still listen every day, but okay. they can only listen for the small window of time <laughs> that they're available to. We have uh, a regular listener who I will give a shout-out to, Fern Party, <laughs> and she. Uh, we first heard of her from getting in touch with us, that she listens to the podcast. So we just thought she was a podcast listener. But then Sam pointed out that she saw her name coming up in our phone log when we do a solicit for calls. So the fact that I think everyone's aware, we all get told this every, every second of every day, there's a small window of time that people listen. It's never apparently any longer than 15 minutes. You keep the, shorts, the, the, the break short. You keep things moving because people are in and then they're out again. It's on while they're getting ready for work or it's on while they're on their way to work or school and that's kind of it. So I think there's people who listen to maybe their 15 minutes and then want the mm. rest of the show so they go to the podcast, mm. which they can listen to because it's condensed without the ads and the music. And so hopefully there's there's a nice marriage where you can get a bit of uh, – a crossover between those audiences, mm.
0: and I guess when we're talking about audience, audiences too, these days you've got a factory not just the old-fashioned diary book ratings, but there's the streaming audiences, there's the uh, podcast audiences. You know, people that catch I don't even up online. Know so how it all works. There's a myriad <laughs> of ways. Oh,
1: and then it's like then we need this many clips for the website mm. this week, mm. and and mm. you know, and it's not all just content from the show. It's can you create original content for there to be on the website? So. Um, there are many tentacles to this beast.
0: Yeah, so I think in a way the media is still trying to catch up with measuring.
1: Oh, they how, don't know. How, of course, they don't
0: know how a brand. Yeah, how important a brand is. Like if you're, if you
1: you could be, we could be affecting someone's numbers in Brisbane because they want to stream our show off the official My Radio app that our network owns. But do they? Does it measure that you're actually listening either to the app? or that you're listening specifically to our show, I doubt it. Mm. So in their heads, they know that they still have us, but there's uh, there's no way of measuring that. Still, it's the old school uh, logbook system, Um, but that's what everybody uses, so it's a level playing field. Other shows might have the same, you know. Mm. I'm sure they have more or less listeners as much as we do, so if that's the yardstick, that's the yardstick. And I guess
0: the other feedback is your, the people who, you know, you do ads for on the show. What Was it Air Asia this week? We've oh, had AirAsia. Yeah. Nescafe was Air one Asia of my Air AirAsia might be selling out, right, all these cheap deals yeah, oh, because yeah. they hear these ads. And I'm sure that you'll get feedback. If they're not, they won't be coming back, I guess. So well, yeah.
2: we've had it pretty
1: good. I think Nescafe was one of the first Nest to come Cafe, on okay. board and they were pretty good in the fact that we would have a bit of fun With the reads because obviously you get a little line that you have to read about why this product is the greatest thing you've ever heard. And some are easier to read than others. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we haven't really had any negative stuff. If anything, I think Nescafe actually extended their contract, which was a good sign because I thought that they would not be very pleased when it would be like Nescafe Blend 43, the greatest coffee ever. And then I would say because it was much better than number 42, they learned that that one was a problem. Sure. And, uh, yeah, they seem to take that pretty well. So that's good. That's
0: good. Let's talk about the Logies. You were both down there for the Logies. Sam was nominated. On the weekend, you were nominated. Yeah. Was it the first time, Rave, you'd been back for a while to a Logies? Or? Um,
1: yes. Yes, it was, actually. I'd been back. and last time I was, I was down was maybe when Hamish won gold, I think, was the last time I was in the room. Yeah. And Possibly about three years ago, maybe four. Um, So since then I've been on the other side of the world. I I remember exactly where I was when I heard the news about Carrie last year. So I was very excited that she won gold. Um, I was in New York at the time. So, um, yeah, it was was good to be back. And I was excited for Sam. And Sasha (laughs) Mm. was his first time. You it was know. good.
0: Yeah. So you were nominated. Yeah. And we should also just mention your three-time gold Logie winner. If you I'm, don't have to, I'm do not. That. Well, <laughs> just, just tip of the hat on the <laughs> on the way past. Um, now, I was actually I was lucky to be in the room. My table was actually behind yours, Sam.
2: Oh, was it? So I was actually. <laughs> oh goodness! Taking were, some notes. Now there
0: was one stage of the night you turned around and told someone to shush it.
2: Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you weren't guy? very
0: happy. I don't know who you, that was. I can tell you whose table that was.
2: Oh. That
0: was the corporate table for the seven executives.
2: <laughs> uh, that I found that guy. There was a particular but, guy. But, yeah, he
0: just came, he came in. I don't think he was with their group. He was someone's he just, dad, I think, because the girl next to him
1: said, Dad, be quiet. She, oh, really?
0: She
2: came and apologised afterwards. She's just like, I'm so sorry about that. Oh, really? um, no, nice. Yeah, she did because, uh, yeah, because Waleed's doing his Gold Logie speech and he's heckling. Waleed, and we're obviously, um, you know, uh, well, you're friends with him. I, I like to think that we're, you know. You I can say you're friends. Uh, well, we're kind of buddies, friends. Buddies, supporters, you know. Yeah, and, um, you know, he's come on the show many times, and, you know, when I see him, I give him a hug, you know, and he's, you know, he's just won the Gold Logan and he's doing a, an amazing uh, speech, and I just, and this guy's heckling him, and I just, you know, I don't really have uh, much tolerance for people who are really disrespectful to people. I just think it's unnecessary, and it's, Cruel and um, yeah, so I just told him to zip it because he's been quite dis- disrespectful.
0: He also it. told a good story this week. You now, Sasha went to get someone's autograph, oh, and he was yeah. brushed,
2: yeah. he so was. So, everybody's
0: been trying to guess who that was. I still don't know who the mystery person I'm thinking, is. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, like I've got actually. to think of who your grand was it for your grand or his grand, his grand, his grand. Yeah. Gran. So, who she might watch. So, I'm thinking maybe Raymar. Yeah right <laughs> off <laughs> Or Dr. Chris Brown. No, Too oh, obvious one. It wasn't Chris.
2: No, it wasn't so uh either I'm not of on the them. Right track. It through. was a sporting guy. Oh, I personally don't guy. if it helps uh I don't I don't remember the name because I'm not really a sporting What
0: state does his grand live in? That'll give us a hint. Sasha's yeah. is
2: Uh he she's India. in um Sydney now but she was in Queensland. Okay, so um, it's probably
0: NRL possibly. It, I,
2: I think it was NRL because oh, because I don't I don't know NRL. one of the Johns
0: brothers. I don't know. Let's NRL's not be too specific. <laughs> one of the, one of them was just downstairs be careful. Oh no,
2: he was really lovely. He came up to our table a couple Manny of times. Jones is great. Yeah. 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 Sasha was yeah. very excited.
0: Mm. Yeah, I won't push any further on it. but it was a good little tale. I just remembered, um, yeah, I didn't find out who it was either. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for bringing that up, James. I'll
2: have to, te- I'll have to text him and find well, out. Well, it could
0: be an item for another show, maybe a bit oh, more yes. grilling if you could work it in. And, <laughs> Can do. Or listeners could ring in maybe and, you know, just, just chucking time, some ideas. Next maybe. time Mike Baird's on, we'll grill him on that. <laughs> now, um, it was an interesting Logie, logies for you to be at because Roving Enterprises, mm. your production company, mm-hmm. did very well.
1: Again. It's, it's great for yeah, it's great for the show, for the project to to pick up the the award that they did for the show, and then obviously Waleed and Carrie being nominated, but then Waleed winning for silver for presenter and then gold as well. And just as a side note, personally speaking, Peter Hellier being the <laughs> highlight of the night. Oh, he
2: was fantastic, and I
1: just enjoyed even when he got up. When the show got up and they thrust him forward as the person to accept the login, he <laughs> pretended to tear up again. Um, just the cheer that went up from the room. There's so much love for him, which I just adore. He's he's such a, a, a brilliant performer. Um, and, yeah, for me, just, you know, he was he was a rock for so many years. I think the first time I noticed it was moving into the the show in L.A., night one, and I realised, oh, my God, I'm doing this on my own. I haven't done that since, like, even my first year on Channel 31, so that's 97 I did that show by myself. And ever since then, Pete has been there. The next year I did the show on 31, Peter Helly was there and had been ever since. So that was the first time I went, oh, my God, I'm on my own. This is terrifying. He's a very calming influence and just a great person to be around. He's just hilarious. And he's, he's – uh, Intro for the nominations package with Kitty was just the highlight of the evening. Yeah, it was good So I, I, I get as much satisfaction out of that as I as I do people getting up and accepting the awards. But it's a great thing for the show. I think they deserve it and Wally's had a hell of a year, so why not? It
0: was nice that uh, Tracy Grimshaw said on A Current Affair oh. on Monday night, she talked about yes. congratulations. She said, look, they're competitors, but you still like to see somebody, you know, triumphing. She said, but if uh, Pete wins next year. <laughs> it's real. <rigged. laughs> yeah, three years in a row for that show is definitely rigged.
1: I saw there was a hashtag Pete for gold already starting <laughs> up, so we'll see what happens.
0: Now, I think listeners would be interested to know your involvement with roving these days. Uh-huh. Has it differed over the year yeah, to your much. commitments? And what, it, what? how does it work these days?
1: Well, at the moment, really, it is it is just the project. And for many years, we were always just a, you know, a, the production company was the show and the show was the production company with the talk show. It was only a, a small window of time for maybe like three years that we've been around that we had more than one thing going where it would be. So we had uh, Rove Live, we had Before the Game, which was our AFL show, we had Skid House, which was our sketch comedy show, plus we were doing the Arias, mm-hmm. was probably the bulk of, of our time. Oh, and Hamish and Andy's Real Stories as well. So that was all happening at the same time. Um, but since then, it's kind of, you know, folded down to being just the one show, um, which is kind of how we started. So really for me, it's like, as I describe it to people, I'm the mother bird. You know, I'm, I was there in the early days, very hands-on with, with what the show is, the tone, the casting. Uh, and then once that bird is big enough to fly from the nest, you just let it go. And it's a bit soaring. I don't need to do too much. I think the last thing I, decision I ever really had to make was just agreeing with everyone that Waleed was the guy to take the host chair. That, mm-hmm. that was a bit of an easy one.
0: So it's it's you, it's Craig, Craig Campbell, uh-huh. and uh, Kevin White, sort of involved as well. Yeah, or? just
1: uh, uh, as as far as he is my business manager, so he okay, kind of he, he, he helps run the books and the boring stuff. Okay, it's what he
0: loves to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you speak to Craig, sort of, yeah, pretty regularly still about it. Or? Yeah,
1: and again, only with, you know if there's sort of issues or, or problems, but really, it's if we catch up, it's really more of a social thing. Mm. Um, and uh, it was great to see him. I I got great enjoyment with the fact that he was given the short straw to make the speech on Logie's night because I know how <laughs> much he would hate that, <laughs> which is why everybody made him do it.
0: But he's very good though when he speaks. I mean, he doesn't even you know, like I doing interviews, was... but when we've had him in the past, I he's did fantastic. say I,
1: I did say to him afterwards um, just how how wonderful a speech that was. It was very simple, but really that's that's him. He just loves the medium. And loves the industry, and uh, and spoke from the heart very succinctly, and and I think there was a, a lot of agreement for that in the room.
0: It's probably a good idea to chuck in here. Look, I know you guys are very focused on radio, but while we're talking TV, does anyone come up and say, "Look, guys, getting a gig on TV could help the profiles, could be good for the show as well." As um... I don't know, I'd, I'd what is what's you your attitude you... about that? What do you well, Sam, what do you think?
2: Well, I'm at the moment, I'm solely obviously concentrating on the radio the radio, I think that once I, um, you know, I need to fine tune this, but every single person always says, when are you going to start Rove Live again? (laughs) Um, everyone always brings it up. And, um, I always like give him a hard time. Like you need to get back up there. I know Delta Goodrum's like Rove Live's number one fan. Um, she's always like, you got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. Um, because there's nothing else like it. And, um, you know, so, you know, I grew up watching Rove Live, um, and I think everyone did. So, anyway, I'm just saying. I think you should do it. <laughs> so it looks like
1: it's on me.
0: <laughs> well, that's one thought, isn't it? Bringing back, reviving a former show. Would you consider that? Uh, of course, Have I you consider it. it. I
1: think um, you know it's it's a different it's a different beast now doing that type of thing. Um, but in some respects, it sort of feels like it was when I first started. Which is people saying, "Yeah, we've tried that sort of thing, and it doesn't work. We're not really sure if people want it." Um, and yet there does sort of seem to be an audience out there that feel like they're not being satiated. So look, you know, if, if if someone's willing, of course, I'd be happy to. Mm. Um, but, uh, thankfully I've, I've still got this to do every day. I will, I will say that I do really get a kick out of, um, the, the interview elements we have with our show on the radio and especially, the as we mentioned before, the the segment we call questions with, but it's just everyday people with interesting stories. That as much as the big glitzy celebrity ones is is something that uh, is relatively new for me, but I really really enjoy it and and engaging with people on, on that level. So you know that talking to people is something I still love doing. However, I get
0: to do it. Sweet. Rove Live was sort of a shiny floor entertainment show. Wasn't it?
1: I think so. I'd, certainly, that was the that was intent when it started. Slightly buffed,
0: maybe because you're a bit cooler than Shiny Floor, <laughs> well, but shiny you're in floor that genre. A, oh, it, it's uh, a bit cheesy. Shiny Floor almost isn't. Well,
1: it? Well, yes, yeah, Shiny Floor makes you feel more like uh, yeah, very light entertainment. Although you know, we were doing charades with celebrities. You had a bit more mood lighting. Well, and stuff be, well and... before Mister Fallon was. Mm. So I guess we're we're a victim of that as well. Um. But uh, yeah, it, it, it evolved and it changed over the years to being like for a while they were very talk heavy and then we were very stunt driven and, and then we became very comedy orientated. So the show took on many different forms over the years. But yeah, shiny floor, light entertainment, whatever you want to call it, live TV, the live environment is, is what I enjoy.
0: Whether you are in it or not, do you think the audience could be ready for some sort of modern day I, Entertainment think so. really I think so. There really does seem to it, it be a hole be, in that market. It would now. have to
1: be presented the right way. I think some, in some respects, maybe people th- have an idea in their head of they of what they remember it to be. But you just got to be mindful of just not bringing back something that's a bit old and dated. You would sort of have to revamp it, and it maybe be something else. But sure, I think there's there's certainly a, an outlet for it. Mm. Mm.
0: You've had Jonathan Lapalia in the. Yes. Studio recently, I think you had on the show.
1: (laughs) I approve.
0: Now, did you know they were going to make an Australian Survivor before it was announced? Yes. Okay. Would you have considered working on the program? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Did you have an opportunity to I did. Okay. So can you give us a bit of backstory there? Well, that's kind of it, really. So, okay. (laughs) Uh, How long uh, ago is that? Quite a while ago? um, Was that before you signed on here, do you think? Oh, no, 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 no. It was after this, that? This, Yeah, this... Oh, it's quite uh, relatively recent. Yeah,
1: so this was... Uh, well, basically, I'm, I'm doing a radio show for three hours every day, so that kind of... So rest- that almost ruled ...restricts out. my ability to get on a plane and hang out on an island. Mm. Um, but uh, I think Jonathan is a great choice, an absolutely great choice. Um, I can say that I have discussed that decision with, with one Jay Probst. Um, oh, really? That's right. Good so, mate of yours. So uh, I, think, I think he is... He's not necessarily the obvious choice, but I think I think the, the the best choice that they could have made. And I just my only thing is I just hope people give the show the opportunity to do its thing. I I dare say it will be different. I've heard that they're going to be presenting it a little bit differently already. We know we're going they're going to be there longer. I'm guessing they'll probably strip it because for what they're paying, it's what people do nowadays. Um, and yeah, I just hope people give it the chance to be its own entity, you know. While you've still got the other one on air, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But nine buried on go, so who's to say where that audience sits? Mm. I'm sure they're hoping to get in a few more people than that.
0: Yeah. Was there ever a brief moment where the the math was sort of done or...? I wonder if we could do the show from Samoa.
1: I don't think it even got to that point. I think there's plans to hopefully if we can go there. I know Hamish Blake is also a fan. I I dare say he and I will be scrambling to share
0: a You'd love to do maybe a a few days or a week from Samoa or something. Yeah, I'm sure we'd love to go for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I will say this. If you get to go, if if anyone anywhere in the industry gets the opportunity to go and see how it's done, just as a fan of television, it's an extraordinary thing to see how they put that whole thing together. And it will give you a huge respect for the shows that do it, who put the reality into the reality TV. There's no double endings. There's no reshoots. It's it's exactly what you see. Even someone said to me the other day, is it as quiet as it seems like when they walk onto the set of The Voice? And you go, yes, it is. That is exactly what it is. Survivor, what you don't th- realise is with all the bells and whistles and, and soundtrack that's going on that make it sound like a big, brassy show, on the day, dead quiet. No one says a word. No distractions. They're in the game. This is important. When they leave, sure. Even little things, like when they walk out onto the set, no bottles of water. If you have a bottle of water, take it away because these poor people are starving and thirsty. You can't be swigging behind. There's (laughs) there's me under a palm tree (laughs) with my sunnies on eating a hot dog and swigging back water is not a nice thing.
0: Well, they've done a little sizzle reel for the Australian edition and um, the thing that really impressed me was the music and the sound. they got. They just got it right, I Mm. think.
1: Which so. you have to, and I guess there's a template now with how the show works, mm-hmm. so they'll probably go with that much like the Australian Amazing Race did.
0: Yeah, it's also interesting too, with, uh, I won't sidetrack too much here, but uh, the, when you buy Survivor Rights, you've got, I think, Bob Geldof. Oh. And his partner had the a castaway show they called castaway? castaway. Yeah, right. And um, so you've got to do a deal with them. I think Mark Burnett's still involved somehow maybe in the format. Mm-hmm. And CBS owned the logo, the theme music, and that uh, tagline, was it work, play? Oh,
1: outwit, outplay, outlast. Yeah.
0: yeah, so you've got there's a few different rights deals. and the music they've got. Well, I was asking CBS. Jonathan
1: about that with the catchphrases as well, which are part of the show. You can't, you know, you, you, mm. I, I dare say you can't be saying, you know, come on in, guys, or i got nothing for you, head back to camp. <laughs> the tribe has spoken, I'm guessing he can probably use. Yeah. But all this will be very interesting to see. I hope yeah. they do a good job of it.
0: Yeah. And look, Sam, I'm conscious of not, one more question. and I'm not ignoring you, but you no, might be that's okay. You'd be interested in this too. We, ne- I never really covered it last time. It almost seems old news. but Doctor just, Who? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Come
1: on, James. Please, please. No one wants to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, no, we're no, going to like... bore with Survivor. Let's bore with we're Doctor We're not going to punish the listeners, are we, Sam? Come see? on. Um,
0: Rove in the US. Yes. Just give us a little recap. A, a cheats guide. What happened? How did you first get there? How did you first get into the business? Oh, you ended up working with Jay Leno. Yes. Just tell us what other stuff you were doing there to earn a living.
1: Oh, Okay, this is a tough one. How do we, how do we bridge it? Okay, so... <laughs> well, you don't have to bridge it too much. Um, I mean, well, look, it, the... Let's see if I can make this as short as possible. And Sam knows that's not an easy thing for me to do. <laughs> so, well, for, how have we got there, we got there. Um, in the first year was the Foxtel... Um, extended their their hand to say, hey, you know, are you interested in doing a show again? To which I said yes and was all So that set. happened very early on, did it? That was like in the first six months or something. Okay. Because it was, uh, Yeah, end of the first year of being in the States is when it kicked off. <laughs> so I had the idea of, oh, I'm we'll, yep, we'll move back to, to Australia, probably to Sydney, make it different. Most guests don't really – they hit Sydney for a day and then that's it. Uh, so, you know, being in Sydney means we'll, we'll get everybody – and uh, it was Brian Walsh, head of Fox. and so went, oh, no, we just assumed you'd make it in the States because that's where everyone is. So that kept me there for two years. It was out of in that time towards the end of the second season that I got the approach from Steve Carell to uh, front the show that was slideshow here. They, it became Riot um, in the States. That was for Fox. We did a season of that, um, and then that was it. Uh, but from that, one of the producers of that show picked me up to host another show um, out of New York called Lighter Text, which was a national show, but we did a full year's worth of that. Um, and in the meantime, I had, through my connection with The Tonight Show, said to them, oh, look, I'm in the country now, in the city. If you ever need someone for anything, let me know. And before I knew it, I had a regular segment that was my segment called "Rover Across America, where Jay would send me to some far-flung place and I'd do a little story. And then I did maybe two or three other bits at my peak. I was doing maybe four, no, maybe three appearances a week mm-hmm. right. um, until that obviously wrapped up and uh, Jimmy took over and then everybody, it all got put in a box and moved to New York.
0: Mm. The um, Gee, you did squeeze yeah, that. That was good. <laughs> you really squeezed that. I'm impressed. But I want more detail. I'm sorry. It's a bit... <laughs> Little, How how was the connection with Tonight Show? Did that come about?
1: Well, that came about from... Did that
0: start before you...
1: Yeah, that was in 2007. Yeah. So one of their producers was on Holiday in New Zealand, where our show aired, saw it and went, oh, that would be interesting, talking to the Jay Leno on the other side of the world, went back and pitched the idea and they said, yep. So then through a roundabout series of contacts, we got the call saying, if ever you're in town, we'd love to have you on as a guest on the Tonight Show. So needless to say, I made myself in town very quickly. <laughs> and so, yeah, took off between finishing one show and coming back to do the next. When we were Sunday nights in Melbourne, I flew to LA, did my bit, came back, it went well. And so, again, they said, every time you're back, let us know. So I did maybe, f- I've done five appearances maybe as a guest. Uh, and then all the, Then I just became from that a regular Part of their their team, I became like their Peter Hellier essentially. Uh-huh.
0: And I guess you, so. You saw a real lot of America then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was yeah. a nice thing. Yeah, it's a really so you good just thing got to do. Go to places and what you was never helpful for to... me
1: is I would go, and then every place in America has a stand-up room. So then I was building my uh-huh. my stand-up chops as well, and doing a few, uh, doing a lot of tours around the country, doing stand-up as well. So, um, and through my connection through uh, the Tonight Show and Riot was getting to headline uh, rooms around the country, which was a whole lot of fun.
0: How long since you've done stand-up? Uh, it's
1: been oh, just a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I heard you say the other day you did it, you had a job. Did that mean a stand-up job or?
1: Uh, this one? I host a radio show six on. No,
0: eight. no, you just, you were down somewhere. For,
1: sure. Oh. Oh, no. uh, it was a
0: corporate giggle. That's probably a corporate. Oh, okay. Gig.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so,
0: but people don't. I, I, so I'm not. So i am not i am guessing. I don't know. A lot of people wouldn't. That you're really industrious. You must feel bad if you're not always working. Oh, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you like just sh- you, you don't say no to much stuff. I gather. Oh, I say no to. I say no to okay. plenty.
1: It's it's very important what you say no to. I've learned okay. that very early on, and um, I think Sam's actually picked picked that up in her own way better than and quicker than just about anyone else I know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, but, but, you know, if, if, if the gig is right, I'll say yes. And it does mean sometimes you can have a very long day or a very busy week, but um, if it's what you want to do, then you'll happily do it, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's really about what you say yes to, and more importantly, what you say no to.
0: And the lie detector show. Yes. That was Relatively recent, wasn't it? Just before you came back here pretty much, like the year yeah, so, before?
1: so basically these discussions happened in between wrapping season one, well, but it was still airing, mm-hmm. and there was talk of season two, but they were just waiting to see. And so really the, the discussions about doing this show were all based off, well, it depends. I might be back in New York at the end of the year. Who knows? Um, and then that wasn't the case. I was actually able to, to discuss the idea of, of coming back and – and, uh, yeah, it really just came down to, um, uh, you know, looking at w- what other opportunities there were in the States and and where I was at and, you know, with a little one now and the idea of coming back to Australia and being away from family was starting to pull me a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, the, the right job came along at the right time pretty much.
0: Did they, um, for those shows, did they record a whole bunch back-to-back?
1: Yeah, we'd, we'd, so we were five days a week. We recorded over two days. We'd do three on one day, two on the next. Okay, and then I had the rest of the week off, and mm. I just, I just worked the clubs. It was mm. a whole lot of fun.
0: Yeah, did you do much voiceover work in the state?
1: Not as much as I would have liked. Really? I was working, I was doing voiceover work, but for a show that was an Australian production. For Cartoon Network in the US, that's right. Um, I did. I had plenty of auditions, and even that's exciting. That's what I just loved about being in the states. I would walk. You'd be at. You go into the Nickelodeon offices, the actual Nickelodeon offices, where as you walk in the foyer is the original first sketch of what they wanted SpongeBob to look like. <laughs> And he looks terrifying. They made him a lot more kid-friendly. But little things like that were super exciting. And to go in and read for a show and then I don't get the part, but then you see that show go to where and you go, oh, my God, I heard about that like a year ago or something. That's exciting. That was fun.
0: Any advertising voiceover work? No, not for there. Okay. I did,
1: I, I did uh, one audition for something, but then I just went, I, I don't think that's for me.
0: I spoke when I was in L.A. once I did a podcast with a guy called Ant Simpson. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of radio here. And he, he got the gig as the voice of um, Outback, Outback Steakhouse. Steakhouse.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> and um, he was telling the story, I'm pretty sure we told this on air, um, about how the the royalty payments, what's the word, the residuals, residuals I think. Residuals, sure. So every time that ad gets played, I think the setup in the States is a lot different to here. I think here you can just do the ad, walk away, and that's it. You'll get paid once maybe. Uh-huh. But every time that ad gets played in the States, he gets a check. Uh-huh. I so, still get checks
1: but, from Finding Nemo. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Many, many years later. And I did some work on Robot Chicken, Seth's <laughs> Gre- Seth Green's show, Yeah. Um, which got me my SAG card. I was very pleased with that. <laughs> um, so I'm official member of the Screen Actors Guild for doing voiceovers on a show with um, anim- animated toys. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they, they, but the, I, get,
1: I, get, I still get residual checks for that. Too. Yeah, well, the
0: unions are very strong there, aren't they, oh, in yes. terms of those negotiations. Yeah, you know, and they- for a
1: while there... I was getting uh, I was getting residuals for oh, that was everything I was doing a lot of Chelsea work on Chelsea Lately show mm-hmm. as well. Um, and even the Tonight Show, like if they had a week off, they'd play repeats and you'd get you'd get residuals for that as well. Yeah. You know, that was one of the nice. benefits of being being a regular on that show. Yeah, it's
0: one of the gripes of a lot of actors here, I think, that their shows get repeated. Oh, my and they, and My they,
1: wife still wonders where, be. you know, for every Blue Heelers DVD that gets sold over the years. I don't think she's had many checks from those. Yeah.
0: Sam. I'm sure she'll get some for Clever Man and Rake coming <laughs> soon to ABC. Sam, um, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I think this is year three. I'm not too good on my history. The, is that right? Was uh, it year, year four? four? Year four, is it year okay? Year four. Wow, it's gone sure. by. So <laughs> you were, you were in two years. You you guessed it on the show, didn't I? I mean, you're in one bachelor, and then you did the bachelorette. Yeah. Any chance of any guest appearances on either of them this year? Oh, no. No? They don't sort of bring back any superstars or anything?
2: I don't think so.
0: Not like MasterChef where an old, you know, an old former champ comes in. and
2: Yeah. No. And I don't know if I would do it anyway. I, I think I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy standing on the fence for this one and just sitting back and, just doing my radio show and not worrying too much about it.
0: Now I can't remember the name of it. What was the parody series about a dating show? Oh, very unreal! Unreal. Did you yeah, see Unreal? I
2: have seen Unreal. I,
0: I just love that show. I'm sorry, but I was so it's the first thing I've ever binge watched from <laughs> from start to finish. Well, what did you think? Did you think it was funny, or was it a bit too black? Or
2: um, oh, look, you know, it's it was interesting because um, you know you, you think oh, you know how close <laughs> how close to the truth is that. Um, so I, I only watched like two episodes or three episodes on a plane once and I actually said it was on the uh, plane the other day when we were coming back from Melbourne and I said to Sasha, you should watch it, see how, <laughs> see how close to home it is. Um, but, yeah, he didn't. Well, I think the person
1: <laughs> who created it used to work on the American Bachelor or Bachelorette uh, yeah, right. and, and couldn't handle it. Yeah, I think that opening scene where they're sort of tucked in the on the floor of the car.
2: Oh yeah, that's
1: was, that's pre- very real. Is exactly what happened to yeah. her. That was mm. her job. Yeah. yeah,
0: but it's just apart from anything, it was just so funny. I thought, mm. you know, it was oh just, yeah, it was really good. It was really, you know, some of the stuff's obviously out there, but that's what I think the appeal of it was.
2: Yeah,
0: very funny stuff. Oh, like, we'll wind this up in a sec. So, what's ahead for uh, Raven Sam?
1: Uh, we're spending the night at the zoo next oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah? we're excited by that. Oh, wow. that'd be great. Um, and in a we, cage. No, they've got they've got this great thing you can do at the the zoo here in Sydney. I know other zoos have have it as well. You sp- you spend the night. Um, I'm not really sure how it works, to be honest.
2: No, I think you pack you get a, swag. a tent
1: or something, and you get a little sleeping bag and a one of those old you know military cot type things, and you spend the night at the zoo. But you get to sort of walk around at night and see what the animals are doing. When the sun goes down, which is when most of them get up to their antics, I guess, and we'll take a couple of listeners with us. We're doing a, an on-air promotion at the moment to sort of wrangle people to come and spend the night. Um, so that I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm. I mm. love me some zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that, and uh, then yeah, moving forward, we've got other spikes for the year planned, and we'll we'll just see where we we go from here. But yeah, yeah, moving steadily forward, and and I'm. Happy where we are creatively, and you know, as a, as a team, we're we're all on the same page, and it's working really well. Yeah, I think it.
0: before you emphasise, look, you're playing a long game. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. It's, this is never going to be decided within six months, maybe twelve. No, you know, and look, that's
1: um, what we keep getting told all the time. Like it's 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 so weird how you get told, oh, you know, if there's a change, you won't see it now; it'll happen down the track. It's not like a TV show where people just hit a remote and they switch over to somewhere else. Like mm. people are still um find are probably still finding us, probably still even being aware that we're here, still mm-hmm. being aware that, you know, us means today FM and making that connection. And like you mentioned at the top, it's only been six months. I know it feels like it's been longer, but you know, it took a long time for people to know that I wasn't even in Australia anymore. I was well like years into it and people going, where are you? <laughs> you go oh, I'm hosting a show in those days. <laughs> um and so there's probably people who maybe think I'm still in America. Mm. Uh the fact that we're national now helps with that identity as well. Um, but uh yeah, we're looking forward to it. At the moment, it's a look, it's a great thing. At the end of the day, we enjoy each other's company and being in here and mucking around and we have enough opportunities where they just allow us just to be and and as I like to put it, be off the whiteboard. <laughs> Um, with what was planned, and, and that's when we have these real sparks that uh, I'm sure, you know, well, my hope would be will ignite the rest of the country. Yeah, you know, happy city. with
0: the sort of marketing support. I know Grant Blackley, speaking to him last year just after he announced the deal, he said, look, he, he didn't like being in a town and looking at a billboard or a... a an outdoor billboard for a radio show, not knowing who the people were. Mm-hmm. And think you know, you you sort of tick one of those boxes, and so do you, Sam. So you're seeing enough billboards up. Do you think there? What do you think <laughs> there? Plenty
1: of billboards. Besides <laughs> the buses, yeah, we haven't we haven't been uh, left out in the cold for that. Yeah. And also, we shot some. Um, a TV campaign at the end of last year that kicked us off for this year. And we've even just done some recent ones again that sort of play during the, the morning hours when mm-hmm. we're on air, which I think is a smart idea. Um, so yeah, oh, I think we've got, we've got a lot of support, even if it's stuff you don't actually see just walking around the building. There's, I feel there's a lot of love in the room. And I think we're all on the same page to, to get the, the network and the station in particular, you know, back on its feet and moving forward.
0: And Southern Cross stereo, I think is the new, um, broadcast partner for the nine network in regional areas. And there was an interesting little line buried in the press release about, um, you know, they will be looking at synergies and stuff like that. So I guess there's, you know, possible opportunities there, maybe down the track for, for cross promotion of, um, nine stuff here and Southern Cross Australia stuff at nine, which would be nice.
1: It's a great connection to have. Absolutely. Mm
0: All righty. Well, look, thanks for having me back. Oh, you're welcome. It's been great. You know, um, We'll so, in yeah. six months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still be here, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, James. Thanks, guys. Thank you.